Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to this week's May Trexic discussion group call. Um, here in beautiful southwest Florida, it's kind of storming down here on this state this evening. And, uh, and like I always say, this beautiful Sunday, the first day of the week, not the seventh, and therefore not the Sabbath. And I think that was probably the beginning of a lot of the trickery that was brought on everybody. Uh, tonight, um, the body of the call, uh, we've got Robert Michael, uh, also known as John Vincent Valors, with us this evening. I know people in the group are very familiar with them. And we're going to be going over an update on what's going on with the Shem Society. Um, at the same time, when he first contacted me, and we, we've been in contact with each other for a number of years. But when he first contacted me, I was like, whoa, 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 put the skids on. My buddy John has been talking to me about a currency. And I know you cannot do anything and stay within the jurisdiction and think you're leaving the jurisdiction if you are using their script. You, know, you have to say, you, bottom line, you got to say goodbye to Babylon. That's all there is to it. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. That's all there is to it. Uh, so anyway, I want to bring uh, Jay John on with us this evening, Mr. Surprise himself. And uh, let him give us an update on what's going on because I think there's something big also. I believe the public offering is going to be hitting in about 12 days or so. So how are you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing fantastic. Um, really exciting things going on right now, you guys. Um, the simple fact of the matter is, is with the, uh, the cryptocurrency is coming. If you're out there and you're you know, going around and they're like, oh, we don't have, we can't take change, we can't take cash. John, your audio cut out. I don't know if it's you or me. Yeah, you're back now. I couldn't hear anybody for, for a minute there. I didn't hear John. Okay. Either. All right, so go back. Yeah, go back 30 seconds to what you were saying, John. So um, a digital currency is coming. And the only question is who's going to control it? Is it going to be the government? Or is it going to be us? I personally, I, I'm like, <laughs> I want us to control it. And that's why the blockchain is so important and why the governments and the banks of the world hate it so much and why they're making it such a pain in the butt for people to get their money out of the bank 
and get it over into the blockchain. Can I can I, I want to cut in on that, John, just for a second, uh, because you mentioned cryptocurrency, and that's one of the things that's always turned me off. But when you introduced me to CRU and to uh, new currency N E E W, if people want to look into it, when you were describing it to me and showing me the structure of it and everything, it's not structured like cryptocurrency. It really has very very little relation to a cryptocurrency. It, because it's actually based on something of substantive value. It's not based on, you know, blue skies and faith and credit like the Federal Reserve note is. It's actually based on something solid, and that's what turned me on to it. So anyway, I'll hand it back over to you. Yeah, and that, you know, Brian, that's exactly it. That's what got me involved with it, is that my buddy said, Hey, Jay, have you heard about that crypto that's backed by gold? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> yeah. I, like, I had, to, I had to learn about this. I had to find out about it. And that's where I finally decided to get involved with this world. And now that, now that I'm starting to understand it, um, this just gets more exciting every day. And what this is backed by is a giant portfolio of solid, tangible, necessary, valuable assets. And they just keep growing. And there's a lot more to learn than what, you know, unless you guys want to get into a, a seriously long call here tonight, I can teach you, but... Basically, what it comes down to right now for the next week, and this is why I wanted to get on the call tonight with Brian, is I wanted to let everybody know that for like the next week, the next 10 days, we have a really serious opportunity right now. But as it is with any of the cryptocurrencies, if you want to start buying them, you have to get verified. You got to get in there. You got to show the front of your driver's license, the back of your driver's license, and a and a selfie. Or in in the case with, uh, go ahead. Question. No, there wasn't anything. You might have heard some background noise or something. I don't know. But well, you put your hand up like you wanted to question. Oh, okay. Well, oh. we can get into that in a minute. But we're gonna try and keep this segment short because we want to get into the um, MSH Society um, this evening as well. But I also want people to know, people are going to freak out. Oh, driver's license, photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get all that. But people need to realize that's the only solid thing right now in place until something else is put into place, which is what this is going to do. That's the only thing that can be used to verify that you are not a bot that you are not one of the shills for some of the powers that be that are coming in trying to cause havoc or anything like that. But at the same time, even though they want like a photo of you, driver's license or a state ID or something, they do not want your social security number. I'll make that very clear. They do not want your social security number because you cannot commingle your activities. You cannot commingle the treasury with this currency and I, I'm not gonna call it crypto because it's really not a crypto. Anyway, go ahead, John. So you 
right now there's an ability to come in and and purchase your crypto units and you have to get verified to be able to do it but you can purchase these crypto units and right now i'm i'm having all my people come in and even if they want to invest a thousand dollars i'm telling them what you need to do is you need to invest sixty dollars you need to put ten dollars into the into the vip club because you really want to be part of this very important person club because we get all the first line info on everything that's coming down the pike and there's a whole ton of shit that is awesome that's coming down the pike you guys and so but you you want that 10 bucks in and then you want to you have to buy the educational information packages because andre the guy that's putting this together he realizes that there's a massive shortage in the world of people that understand how they can make their money work for them. And that's, that's the big part of it. You know, you, you, you go out there and you work for your money, but very few people know how to make their money work for them. And that's what Andre's goal is, is he wants to teach people how to make their money work for them. And so when you come into this, you buy into the Academy of Private Investors. And this is this little group. And and you guys, when you come into this thing for 60 bucks, you put 10 bucks into the into the the uh, the VIP club, <coughs> and that allows you to buy into the Academy of Private Investors for 50 bucks. And for that, you get literally the equivalent of a doctorate degree at any university in the world in economics, except it's not the kind of economics that those universities would teach you because they don't teach you this shit. Andre wants to teach you this. And why does he want to teach you this is because his goal is to and I, I got to go back to where he says that 10%, and it's probably even worse than this, but we're just going to use this number. 10% of the population of the world right now controls 90% of the wealth of the world right now. And what he wants to do is he wants to flip that number. He wants to make it so 90% of the people of the world control 90% of the wealth of the world. And when I heard that, I was like, I love this concept. What are you talking about? How do we do this? And, and as I've learned more, this is what I think about it. We're going to pull a Billy Ray and Lewis on all of the Randolphs and Mortimers of the world, and they're all going to be screaming, turn those machines back on! Get those, get those brokers back in here! <laughs> John, John, let me be blatant, okay? You've kind of touched on what Andre wants, all right? Uh, let me be blatant, if I may, as to what he really wants. Is that all right? Absolutely. And Andre wants to wipe out the Federal Reserve System. 
And let me tell you all something. When I first started getting into the truth movement, whatever, and started researching things, instead of listening to the gurus or whatever, I started getting into the actual documents and seeing what was going on across the world. And when I saw what was going on with like the bankruptcy in the 30s, the 1930s for the U.S. and stuff like that, I started looking at other countries also. And I found the same exact thing was happening in Australia. Same exact thing was happening in England. Same exact thing was happening in Canada. Uh, guess what, everybody? This one world government has been around for a long time. It's not something we need to watch out for and keep away from. No, it's been here. And when I started noticing that trend in money almost 100 years ago, 90 years ago, I was like, holy crap, they're the one world government's already here. And what's behind them, what's, what's pushing it is the currencies and the financial systems. That is really what's behind it. <clears throat> and so when I really found that Andre's number one goal was to wipe out the IMF and Federal Reserve that runs everything across the globe. I was like, and this is backed by substantive um, value. It, count me in. I'm all on board. So um, anyway, uh, go ahead with what you want, John. Uh, we're about 20 minutes in, and I, I do want to get into everything um with Robert Michael, with John Vincent Valor, because to me, this part of the equation is just as big as the currency side is as well. So uh, go ahead, Mr. Surprise. What, what I want to help you guys all understand is that for the next 10 days or so, we have a really great opportunity to be able to get a two-for-one, really even a three-for-one um, if you are capable, opportunity to invest into this. And at this point, I mean, I wish I could show my screen and show everybody what I've been able to accomplish with this in two months um, just by asking the simple question. If you could go back to 2010 and you could buy a thousand Bitcoin for $150, knowing that today in 2020 they would be worth $10,000 each. Would you do it? Because it seems like a pretty simple question for people to ask, and and most people answer, yeah, <laughs> who wouldn't? And and what we have going on right here is we have something even better that's actually backed by something. It's backed by real, because I actually had a chance to invest into Bitcoin. One of my buddies, he, he, he told me about it clear back in 2010. He's like, you need to do this. And I looked at it and I was like, it's not backed by anything. There's nothing, what? I, I, yeah. And this right here, this is backed by solid, tangible, necessary, valuable assets that are growing and growing and growing and growing. And um, it's just getting bigger and bigger, and and there's a crypto behind it, and there's a crypto behind that, and another one behind that, and so like you have you have the opportunity right now to triple your money on your investment, and people can get into this for as little as twenty dollars and start their start their way. Um, 
Well, one of the things, one of the things, John, that I've said about this currency, and I, I want to add something else to it also, but one of the things I've said about it is that what's really being done is you're investing in the future. And people need to realize whatever system we're in today, when that retirement check disappears, guess what? Or when your weekly paycheck disappears, your regular money coming in, it's gone. Now all you can rely on is peanuts coming from Social Security or whatever the case may be. Other investments, hopefully you have some. But for the mass majority of people, your regular weekly paycheck is gone. People don't know how devastating that is until you hit that age and encounter that. But this is something and where, and John brought this up earlier, that this is making your money work for you. Okay. Now that's kind of a key word right there. That's kind of a flag because what's being talked about, if people have ever read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that's exactly what he talks about. That is why his information isn't put into colleges. They don't want people to know this because what it's about is making your money work for you. And right now, the majority of people's money is unemployed. Their money is unemployed. It's doing nothing for them. In this situation, it's totally opposite. Your money goes to work for you the day you jump in. Go ahead, John. I just want to give you guys, because I know we don't have a lot of time here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just give you guys a little bit of a, a heads up on what I have created for myself and for my wife. Um, I've been working this thing for two and a half months, or no, about two months actually, and. Um, in that time frame, I've managed to earn and purchase about 40,000 of these crypto units that are part of this big giant portfolio, uh, which is worth right now, it's almost $480 million. And it started, by the way, it started back in, in uh, 2016, Andre started this thing with $26,000 in the bank, and now he has grown this thing up to 400, uh, almost $480 million. And every, every second Saturday of the month, for everybody that has either reached the level of consultant, which is where I've managed to reach, or they have put in $1,000 out of their own pocket, and by the way, I've put in $150 out of my own pocket. That's how much money I've invested into this. And, um, and I've reached the level of consultant. So now I get to get into these closed meetings where they open up all of the books. Every second Saturday of the month, they open up everything to all of us to be able to see who have, have reached one of those two levels, either they've invested a thousand bucks or they have reached the level of consultant by going out there and sharing this with other people and getting people on board with this. Um, but during this two months that I've been involved, my sweetie and I, we've managed to conjure about 40,000 of these units. And, and I'm, I'm going to go through this because I want to, I want to help you guys understand what's going on here and the UNTB because they're going live on the 1st of October and it may end up going another day, another week past that. 
But at this point, it's scheduled to be the 1st of October that it's going live. And it's going to go out on the New York Stock Exchange. And it's called the UNTB. It stands for the Unit Token Blockchain. U-N-T-B. And this thing is going to come out at one cent. And, uh, and when it comes out, you can actually go buy those things for one cent. As soon as they come out, you can... I'm going to. I'm going to take as much money as I as I have, and I'm going to go buy a bunch of these UNTBs. But right now, I've got 40,000 of the CRUs, the crypto units, that I've earned. And we've purchased some of them, but mostly I've earned them. And I, between my wife and I, we have 40,000 of them. And if we divide that by 1,000, that's that's 40 of them. That's 40 of these of these things that we have. And then we can multiply that times 40 because they're, they're allowing us the ability to stake our, our, um, our units that we have for these, for these UNTBs. And, and so if we do that, that's 1,600 of these UNTBs that we have between my sweetie and my and myself over the last two months, 1,600 of them. And if they're, they're scheduled to come out at one penny each. So, you know, if we just go there times 0 0.01, that's a measly $16. Okay, but that's $16 a month that's gonna go into our account. And as it continues to grow, what we're anticipating because of the way the internal exchange went when it just opened up a week, couple weeks ago, we're expecting that these, these things are going to be worth, they're going to be worth $5 a piece by Christmas. Now, let me add to that, John, uh, and clarify for people who really don't know. When um, a currency hits the market, okay, like a crypto or whatever, it's got to start out at something. So it's going to start at a penny. Now, <clears throat> you're giving a very conservative estimate of $5 a piece. And you've only put in, like you said, out of your own pocket, $150. And you've already got 40,000 of them. Um, I've put in less than you, and I've got way more than I started with as well. And But the $5 is, is, is very small. So when... John says going live, it's talking about the IPO, the initial public offering. And so when this starts at a penny, I would recommend people snatch up as much as you can because when it goes live, when the initial public offering happens and they see the value of it and they look at what's happening and things like that, it is going to jet up really quick. And that $5 is extremely conservative. Um, I really have heard the low side of $10. I've heard a high side of $100. Cut that in half. Cut it at 50 bucks if you want. And imagine $50 times, say, even 100 units that you have. You have come in for 50 bucks or whatever, and you have freaking created a huge nest egg overnight and a regular paycheck that's going to be coming to you. Yeah. And that and this is the thing, Brian, 
is it's not coming out as an IPO. It's coming out as an SCO, a secured coin offering. Because this thing is backed by a giant portfolio of, <laughs> it's unbelievable, really. Every, every time I've been in the, the corporate meetings and looking at, at what's going on with this, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger because Andre is ultimately, this is something that needs to be brought out here. This is not, we do not sell cryptocurrency. We sell education. And when you buy the education, you get the cryptocurrency as a gift. That's what makes it so beautiful because the education, you can write that off on your taxes as an as a educational expense for your business. Well, J. John, yeah, J. John, a lot of us here uh, don't participate in the tax system. <laughs> I'll put it that way. We're not members of the tax club. I'll put it like that. Well, you know, um, but but the, the, there is benefits, but I, I want to say maybe this could be part of a segue for our second half of the call. Um, Robert, are, are you here with us? And do you have any questions for John on this? Um, not, not at the moment. I, I definitely really appreciate the idea of selling the education and getting the, um, you know, the coin, if you will, uh, for um, a gift. I think that's great. I think it's a great uh, model. Um, I definitely would like to, to know more about it, of course. And I really do like the, the transparency of, you know, being able to see where the money's going and, and, you know, what the books are, so to speak, once you, you know, uh, get involved so at, at such a level. So that's, that's really cool. I really don't have any questions, but uh, maybe the three of us can jump on a call, uh, a private call at, at some time in the near future, um, because I'll probably generate questions in my mind as I, you know, go through the next couple of days. Right. And I, I sent uh, Robert my link that has access to all, all the information you really need regarding this. If anybody else wants it, contact me. It also has a link to join in to where, it, you know, they can take a look at you, make sure you're not, you know, a bot or something like that and get approved and then you can start investing. Because when you first go into it and look at it, they don't want one penny from you. Period. They don't want a penny from you. All right. They want to make sure that you are settled in what you're doing. This isn't just a whim or something like that. Um, do you want to add to that, John, before we move on to the second part of tonight's call? Yeah, I, I thought that that was a, a real bummer in the beginning until I understood what the whole thing is about. And then I realized, holy this is great. <laughs> this will get the riffraff out. The people who don't, aren't really serious and don't really want to, you know, put forth the work to be able to change their lives forever. And, um, you know, the thing is, the, the thing that's uh, right now, you guys, right now, before this thing goes live, because it's going to go live here on the 1st of October or very shortly after that. 
and everybody who takes takes advantage of this they're going to get two or three for one on their investment that's why i'm so excited that's why i'm saying i've already set myself up for life because i didn't even realize this was coming i've just been working this going hey this is a long-term thing and and you know it's like you guys if you have questions get them answered and get them answered now because whatever it else whatever else is going on out there like i just got off of a call that's why i was kind of late getting here brian is because like now's the time for this we can deal with the other stuff later right now this is going away here at the first of october it's going to go away but right now you have an, an, an incredible opportunity and so anybody that wants to learn what they're what they're looking at because probably right here is not the the place to do it but you're going to be able to literally take your 250 bucks or your 500 bucks or your thousand bucks or whatever and you're going to be able to triple it quadruple it and quintuple it for the rest of your life right now if you just do it now if you wait then well you're gonna get what you get then it's still gonna be good you're still gonna have opportunities <coughs> then but right now there's there's something really special going on where you can take advantage of it and and i'd be more than happy to do a zoom meeting or or whatever any kind of a call with anybody who wants to learn over these next five six seven days because it takes a couple of days to get verified and they won't take a dang dime from you until you're verified and that verification process depending on how well you can use your phone and how well you can use your computer and what kind of pictures you can take of yourself and your driver's license <laughs> it's it can be quite the rigmarole and so anybody that wants to jump on board i want to help them because i'm already set my goal now is to set other people up as best as i can according to what they're willing to do and um you know so i'd, I'd love to spend the whole rest of the night showing all of you guys exactly what's going on and quite frankly i think that's what we should do because there's a time limit on this whatever whatever other thing was supposed to be talked about tonight there's probably not a time limit on it and this has a time limit so it would be really beneficial for everybody that's here taking their time to actually learn what's going on right here and give themselves an opportunity to take advantage of it because when i say that when i ask that question to people every single day I asked that question at least 25 times today, along with 18 holes of golf. <laughs> if you could go back to 2010 and buy a thousand Bitcoin for $150, knowing that today they are worth $10,000 each, would you do it? This is not Bitcoin. This is something way better 
way better. It's going to make Bitcoin look like child's play down the pike. It's backed by real, solid, tangible, necessary assets. So that's why I think it's so important. And I want to give everybody the opportunity to take advantage. And if we can't do it here right now, tonight, then no problem. You guys, just get a hold of me. Get a hold of Brian. We can we can co-work. We can get you guys all set up and and help you take advantage of this, man. 150 bucks. Put in 150 bucks. Put in a a thousand bucks. You can't put any more than ten thousand in. He won't let you. You can put in as little as twenty dollars or as much as ten thousand and ten dollars. He won't let anybody put in ten thousand. I want people to realize because he doesn't want to have any controlling factors here, is what it comes down to. Um, if you have a small and this is what we experience today, if you have a small handful of people that control everything, then guess what? The people at the bottom, uh, that they have no power. And that's where we find ourselves today. And that's what's being avoided with this. That's why there's that 10,000 limit. And at the same time, I want people to realize, with my study of governments over history and money over history, uh, you can go to WordPress. I, I've got a link called um, um, Hooks in the Currency on WordPress. And it shows you how money has transitioned over time and things. People need to realize that just because something collapses doesn't mean one big thing takes over. It does people are gonna maybe say, Oh, well, is this coin gonna be the coin? How do we know it's gonna be the it doesn't necessarily have to be the coin. When say the Federal Reserve, for instance, if it were to collapse, guess what? There's gonna be multiple coins being used out there right now people don't realize i from research i did five years ago i found that there were over 40 different types of currencies being used in the united states of america a lot of them in the northeast they were community coins it was community receipt cards things like that that they were using and that's how those communities were surviving but of course you're not going to hear that on cnn or fox or PMS, NBC, all right? So what I'm thinking, John, uh, this is going to be a teaser. You've been on with us twice before. Um, next Sunday night, let's dedicate next Sunday night to you. That's going to be seven days from now, and that's going to be roughly three, four days before this goes live. And most often, unfortunately, uh, and I'm guilty of it too, a lot of us don't like doing things until the last minute. You know, we know we've got 10 days to pay a bill. We wait till day nine or day 10 or even ask for an extension. <laughs> you know what I mean? People wait till the last minute. And so how about next Sunday night, we set it up so you can lay out more details of this for people that are interested in this. And uh, between now and then, if people want info, contact me. I will send you my link of information that you can study. And a way to contact John if you want, contact myself. And John right now is, he's working on, his goal is to be busier than a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. Because he wants to get this stuff pushed through and get people on board. And so him or I will help you out over the next week. He'll come on next Sunday. 
of course, after next Sunday, you might only have a handful of days to get this done. And so uh, we might have to spring for some extra coffee for John to keep him awake so he can uh, be walking people through this stuff. But uh, uh, does that sound like a plan to you, sir? Yeah, no, nobody needs to get me any extra coffee. Nobody needs to do anything for me. All, all anybody needs to do is do something for themselves. Because right now we have something so incredible going on. And I, I just, before, before we switch, uh, switch over to the next topic, I want to go back to where, where I'm at with my sweetie and I. We've got 1,600 of these UNTBs. And uh, these UNTBs are going to be coming out to the marketplace. And, um, and they're going to be, they're going to, they're going to bolt up quickly because there's only 8 billion of them. That's it for the entire world. And when they see the white papers, actually, actually it's the white book of this company because most of these IPOs and that kind of thing that come out, they issue their white papers. We are going to be issuing a white book we are actually issuing that. It's a white book, a white encyclopedia, really, because it's so huge. There's so much involved with it that when when all these people of the world, once it goes to the world, yes, exactly, brother. <laughs> once it goes to the world, it's going to go from a penny and it's going to just start flying up. The you know, when it goes when it goes to the public, I'm going to be I'm going to be there waiting with my unlocked units to buy these things at one penny each, as many as I can buy as they continue to climb up. But I expect that by, by Christmas, these UNTBs, and remember, you can, you can change your, you can transfer your U, CRUs over into UNTBs because my wife and I, we're going to have 1,600 of these UNTBs that we, we still have our CRUs. Because that's the key, you guys. This is the one cryptocurrency in the world that you don't have to sell it to get your money back. Absolutely. That's you don't even want to sell it. You want to hold it. Because the more you hold it, the more money you make off from it. I'm never going to sell my CRUs unless I'm selling them in the exchange where I'm like buying them at 10 cent and then I'm selling at 15 and then I'm buying them again at 10 cents and selling them at 15 and, or, or so on and so forth. That's the only time I'm ever going to sell my CRUs and I'm going to keep a, a section of those because right now, whatever you get, I wish I could share my screen with everybody and show them what I've got well, going on. Well, yeah. well, you know what, John? You know what, John? Let's do that next, next week. Right next now, time. I really need to transition to part two because I, I don't think you realize, but part two is, I think, just as important as the currency situation is. Okay. And it, it's well, me, a plan that's been in front of our my, face for a long time. Before we head on over to that, Brian, real quick. I got those 1,600 units that, that my wife and I, we have right now. 
if by Christmas the UNTB is worth five dollars each times five, that's eight thousand dollars a month per month that will be coming into my account, and I can take them and do whatever I want with them. So Beautiful. that's something for you guys to think about for next Sunday, and I'll explain it all to you next Sunday because I'll even have more information next Sunday to to bring that to you. But from a awesome. $150 investment out of my pocket and $1,000 out of my wife's pocket, that's what we're looking at. And a bunch of work, we're looking at $8,000 a month, and that's just bare minimum for the rest of our lives and we can do whatever we want with it and so thanks thanks Brian, john i appreciate it and as as you were talking joe and barry just messaged me that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody but you and i but it, it's really cool that we are all staying in touch with each other on this and um yeah i so i recommend people look into it um and the big thing that attracted me and John with this was being backed by gold. That's one of the bigger things that backs it. And so if people also want to go back after tonight's call to the archives of um, Talk Shoe, Tactical Sovereignty, and look up the calls that are listed as a return to gold, you can go there where it's explained. Um, our sponsor out of New Zealand is also on there as well, explaining it in more detail. So if people really want to dig in, the information's out there. You can do your homework before next week. And next week, we'll put the icing on the cake. And come October, we'll be up and running. Thanks, John. And I'll leave you on the call. I'll leave you unmuted. If you want to mute yourself out and stay on and listen, that's up to you. Um, just while you know, I'm not booting you. I never boot anybody. So, thanks for coming on, bro. How do I mute myself? Because I just assume mute myself and listen. There we go. Um. All right, cool. You did it. All right. Um, that's on to part two. Let's roll. Um, John Vincent Valor, how are you doing this evening, my friend? Doing well, brother. Doing well. Can you, again with your audio? Yeah, there. I just uh, plugged my headphones in, so sorry about that. All right, cool. Awesome. That's better. Thanks, bro. Yeah, no problem. I was having trouble trying to charge my phone, listen, and then jump onto my, you know, plug my uh, earbuds in right, right when it was my turn to jump on. So thank you for being patient. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I want to let people know that. Uh, uh, John or Robert, however you want to know him by. I know him by Robert, Michael. Um, it's Robert. And, <laughs> and our, our REM management, which kind of tells me that's your, maybe your initials. Is that true? Is that your initials, REM? Um, it's mine and my son's, actually. My son's beginning oh, okay. with me, so, yeah. Oh, okay, beautiful. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, uh, Robert and I talked, and we, we talked earlier today, and we said, you know, it just like the situation with the currency, What's going on with the Shem Society needs to be brought forward and what's really happening and details need to come out. Let people know that this isn't a pie-in-the-sky idea. This is a reality. And it's not a new idea, but one of the things I've discovered is 
This is something that's been done over and over right in front of our face, and we've never even realized it. People have stepped out of jurisdiction without us even realizing it. Instead, we all get mad at them when we really should be looking to see what they did. So that's what is being done with Shem Society, and I'm pushing back from the podium. Go for it, Robert. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good, a, a great observation you had today uh, while we were on the phone. I mean, there are societies that are set up. You know, we get mad at a lot of them, you know, the Masons, this and that. And, I mean, these guys know how this game works, you know. Maybe not all their members, which is, you know, their own uh, society's choosing. But for us, we, we choose to have, you know, equality in that uh, knowing and, and um, education. But so, yeah, I mean, this thing, it's going to take time. And it's not one of these things that Brian said. It, it can seem like pie in the sky all, all at once. And that's okay for people that believe that. That's what it's going to be. But you know what? As it takes hold and comes to fruition those people that get behind it will show those other people that's not pie in the sky we're doing this and we're doing it in a way that is uh methodical and it's taking time it's not something we're just going to throw together and you know uh, run out the door with and a lot of it is based off of our experiences of groups that we've been in you know seeing how they were run seeing how they were shut down if they were shut down, you know, what made this stuff powerful, and then throwing our knowledge uh, and um, years of, of research into building this thing piece by, by piece. And we meet, you know, we meet every week, uh, the group of us, and the ideas keep flowing and the pieces keep coming together. So, you know, for those of you that really understand uh, who you are in your spiritual being, you know that, God, the universe, whatever your choice of words is for the creator, you know, he, she, it gives you things that are in perfect alignment for your purpose. They just come in their own time. And that's exactly what's happening. And we just keep seeing more and more unfold for us that, that falls right into place with the Shem Society. So our overall... Uh, our overall structure of this is going to be, there's going to be a website. Your, uh, most of the public is only going to be allowed on the homepage, just like the REM private management site. You'll have to go through a series of, um, well, not even a series, but you'll have to sign, you know, an NDA and things like that to get off of the homepage. And that is for protection because in that agreement, there's going to be a lot of things said that, you know, if you do work for the government or you are an agent, it's not going to be a good agreement for you. So I would highly suggest if anybody that does work for the government that wants to be a part of the society, uh, you're probably going to have to not work for the government anymore um, because that's what we're doing is we're leaving that beneficial system, so to speak, which we've seen doesn't really benefit us uh, the way that I think some people had intended when it started. So there will be a, a series of um, things that, that will take place to become a member. You'll, you'll get on the site. You will uh, – you know, obviously go through the NDA to get off the homepage. Then everything will be explanatory. It will explain everything on there as to what we're doing. And you'll be uh, made apprised of what you're getting into every step of the way. So you have an, you can make an informed decision if you want to continue. And those things are going to be, you know, uh, a set of documents 
that are going to be your personal documents to you and your family. Okay, that with those documents, there's going to be uh, things in there that are quote unquote your status, so to speak. Um, all this stuff that we talk about, all this stuff that we've done over the years, it's all going to be in the initial document. So we're going to have what we feel are the very essential, slim down, cut and dry, right to the point documents. It's not going to be UCC filings and all that crazy stuff. And it's going to then uh, allow you to print the documents, sign them, re-upload them into your file. Okay, once that's done and we know, okay, this person has their documents, then we offer your package of notices, okay? And that will be also put together, but you will have to print it, read it, agree to it, edit it in, in the areas, put your information in, sign it. But it's going to be up to the member to mail out their notices. All that will be laid out. The entire procedure will be laid out as to how you will notify these particular offices and agencies. And we're doing this so that we have uniformity because you can't form a group or a society with people all doing their own thing everywhere. The, the idea of like minds is that everybody is together like mind and has the same intent and moves as one body to support each other in this society, in the community, so that it's uniform and it is solid and it's all recorded. That's one of the beauties of it. Now, from that point, once we know you've done your due diligence, as you should, because you know, being free doesn't mean having someone do it for you. That's the problem we're in today, letting someone, you know, run our freedom, okay, so we don't have any. We're not doing that again. So you will be responsible for that, and we will check, you know, have you done your homework? Because what we are going to then do is offer our, you know, uh, let me think how to say this. I don't want to say protection because I don't want to give people the idea that, oh, we're going to be free from the law. We can run out there and do whatever we want and screw them. It's not our thing. You know, that's not our law. They can't tell us what to do. Well, this isn't a license to act like an idiot. So we don't want that. And we will step in on your behalf. That's going to be another part of this. We will step in on your behalf so you don't have to deal with the crap anymore. And there will probably be some sort of paperwork, again, where you make the SHIM Society or whatever mechanism we set up within that society your, you know, power of a limited power of attorney over your person. So you're no longer the agent. We will be the agent for your person. Because the one thing we realize is, man, you know, some of us are gifted to speak this stuff when it needs to be spoken, and others are gifted in other areas, but still are on the same team, but this isn't part of their, this isn't part of their job, you know, so we need to have something where we can actually step in and say, oh, no, 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 they're ours, they belong to our society, here's all the notices that have been done, here's the paperwork, where's your claim, who are you, how do you have interest in this person after being notified? You know, there's a method to this that we are creating. And again, we want to make sure that we can then step in and speak on people's behalf. So there would be some sort of limited power of attorney with that. Um, and uh, maybe a council agreement where you say, yes, I agree that 
this person is my counsel, okay? Uh, again, I've already been through the practicing law without a license and being counsel for people. I can't even tell you how many times in front of judges that tried to have me arrested for it and wound up putting their head down in shame because they knew that there was nothing they could do and I wasn't breaking any laws. And I immediately shut the rangers down when they were the, uh, the uh, bailiffs and the, and the um, whoever else they brought in to, uh, you know, try to have me arrested for quote unquote practicing law without license when I wasn't because I was just counsel, not to mention I had power of attorney for some of these cases. There was nothing they could do. So we're going to use these things that are tried and true for the members of the society. Now, something came up t today um, in a conversation where somebody said, well, you know, the whole system is going to fall apart, the whole legal system, the judicial system, and all of that. So what's the point? Why, why even do that? And that was a good question. So, you know, I had to think about it. And it is because, yes, that will fall apart to a degree. It'll fall apart, and that's when the communism starts, okay? And not only, I mean, I shouldn't say starts. We know it started years and years ago. But, I mean, that's when it's really just, you know, military law, bam, you know, in your face, nothing you can do about it. So it's important that we have the society set up and we have the um, declarations and, and the paperwork that we feel is necessary to say we are under the law because there's only one law. You know, there isn't 40,000, you know, or, or 800 million laws. There's one law. Okay. And that law is very, very easy to follow. All right. Um, so when the system does fall, because it will, you know, the flood is coming, people are going to suffer. Um, we want to make sure that we have a society that is together of like mind that is going to sail through that. And not only sail through that, but try to help as many people as we can along the way, which is why I like uh, what John was speaking about earlier with that system of currency, because there will be systems of currency that are coming up, I know another one, uh, somebody else that I was speaking to that's a gold-backed and will be a crypto on the blockchain, very similar to what John was speaking about. Um, and actually, I'd like to put those two guys together. Um, but anyway, the point is, that's not going to be the only game in town. We're not, as a society, going to be the only game in town. There will be other societies. So the key here, for, at least for us, or how we're being shown this by, by God and our, our higher selves and, and um, you know, the, our spiritual bodies is that there will be more like us, but we're all on the same team. You know, we're all working towards the same goal. And for us, creating this society becomes a template, and we are more than happy to help other societies set up and branch off from us. And, and you know, be like a subsidiary. I, I hate to use that word. I don't mean to make it sound corporate, but that's how it would kind of be, right? They would be a part of us, but their own. And that helps us stay together as a family, and it helps us stay together to support each other. So that's kind of an overview of where things are going, what the model is starting to shape up like, and uh, it's coming together. A lot of people have been asking how can they help, and as much as I appreciate that at this time, there's not a whole lot yet for people to help with, but there's going to be. We're going to need all kinds of help. Um, so we will be, you know, uh, allowing people to help and come in as we know they're needed. And it will be on a, 
more than likely a contractual basis uh, because everything has to be in writing so that we all know what we're doing here. You know, what are we doing? What is my role? And I agree to do this role. And if you're not fulfilling that role, then we're going to have to move you into somewhere else that you are more powerful, more strong in, and bring somebody else in because we need to get things done. So it's got to function. It's got to, you know, uh, function with hard work um, and teamwork and things like that. So becoming part of the society, again, will afford you to say, you know what, I'm, I'm done with the system. I'm done. I'm, I'm part of the society. I don't agree to your compacts, your constitutions, your contracts. I don't, I don't agree to any of it. I'm out. And I don't think you really have a right to tell me that I can't be. So that's where we would come in. Uh, so you have the aspect of becoming a member, you know, uh, being participating, um, and being part of a larger movement that is going to really be very much needed here shortly, we, we feel anyway, because, I mean, you can see the whole thing collapsing. So with that said, uh, we're not sure how we're going to function as far as getting off the ground right away financially. We may have to ask for donation, not may. I mean, we, we're going to have to ask for some sort of donation. We're going to have to put some sort of minimal payment for things. You know, we get that not everyone has a million dollars. So, of course, we don't want to make it so unaffordable because, you know, no one will be able to get in. That's ridiculous. But we also don't want to make it so that, you know, it's just willy-nilly Wild West out there. Everybody's coming in using the paperwork thinking they're going to get away with murder. We're not doing that. That's one aspect. You know, the other aspect is none of us that are putting this together are trying to live high on the hog. None of us have. I mean, we've always been here serving each other and doing what we're doing to help forward people's freedoms, not for ourselves. Uh, like Brian and I were talking, hey, we're both sufficient. I'm self-sufficient. He's self-sufficient. Everybody in the group that's working on this right now is self-sufficient with other things. But we would like to dedicate our time 100% to this, and that's going to take support. So we say this because we know people have a bad taste in their mouth about joining groups, becoming members, using their paperwork. This didn't work. That didn't work. I paid for this. That guy screwed me. We're not, that's not what we're doing here. We are not offering a get-out-of-jail-free card, let's solve all your legal problems. That's not it. And if it's about that for you, then that's going to show up regardless of whether you have our paperwork or not because that intention will come back to bite you in some way. And we are not going to have that in the society. That's not the intent. The intent can I, can is I add to that, Robert? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, and you're talking about doing this freely, and <clears throat> the, the, there's so much that people don't comprehend, all right? Um, and if you go back and, I mean, I've gone back and I've studied uh, governments and states and societies uh, all through, like, the Dark Ages, all the way back to the times of uh, BC or BCE, however people want to look at it, and looked at what really happened with people. And, you know, a lot of people, for instance, want to complain about the city-states, like the city-state of Washington, D.C., of um, the city of London, or the Vatican, Vatican City. 
and they're like, oh, these things sprouted up, and they're controlling everything. People don't realize, if you go back and look into history, that the city-states were actually the norm. It was a community or tribe of people who all took care of each other, and they were their own city-state. And they either traded or warred or whatever with other people in neighboring areas. The city-state goes way back. It was actually the original creation. If you look at Cain, Cain and Abel, the word Cain, the name Cain, is actually where the name King comes from. King. Cain was a creator of city-states. That's what he did. That was the beginning of all this. And so what's really being done here, this falls under... Um, Article 15 of the UDHR, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, uh, that's in the United Nations, which really, it's not just in the UDHR. You can read through any of their documents. And what they talk about, just like Robert was just saying about your personal freedom, it, talked about, it talks about your right of self-determination. Article 15, you have a right to your nationality, which means you have a right to decide who you belong to, and who you serve. And at the same time, like I tell people, you can't just read uh, legalese forward. You also have to read it backwards. You don't just read what it says. You also have to read what it doesn't say. Because when the UDHR Article 15 says that you have the right to determine your nationality, that also means that you have the right to deny a nationality. That's right. How many people, for instance, in the United States, Canada, Australia, because w there's people in Holland, all over the world that listen to this call. How many of them signed on to become part of whatever structure is governing them? The problem that we have come across, that Robert and I have come across, is because we went through the whole Patriot stuff anti-tax, tax protests, all the crap, you name it. We've been through it. And both him and I arrived at the same end of the same rabbit hole, which said, you know what? The real problem is that there's been a structure created for a certain people, and we are not those people. When the Constitution talks about we the people, it's not talking about you and I. They're saying we. Well, who's we? You want to find out who we is? Look and see who signed it. That's who it was for. They talked about their posterity, their lineage. Are you their lineage? No, of course you're not. That's what I think that Robert and I found at the end of the road was that all of these structures have been created for a certain group of people in order to rule everybody else. And we are the everybody else, and it's time now that we exercise the right of self-determination and form our own societies, form our own group, and say, hey, thank you. We don't need you. Appreciate your offerings, but we're not giving our offerings or sacrifices to you either. And we're moving forward. And you know what? Not only are we moving forward, I, I've seen so many people write, for instance, their own declaration of status and stuff. And they'll start out saying, I'm a warrior for peace. And I'm like, wait a minute. 
you're a warrior for peace. Well, those things don't go together. If you're for peace, then you're not a warrior. And if you're a warrior, then you're not for peace. Okay? What's happening here is we are leaving in peace. Because we recognize that this whole system is based on controversy. Look at your court. If there was no controversy, there would be no courts. If you go in there and say, hey, I've got no controversy with you. What's the problem? Guess what? Everything falls apart. It really does. And so if you exit with no controversy, say, you know what? I see you all are having a fun time on your battlefield over here. Count me out. I'm not a member. Um, I, I have my own society of people, and we are taking care of each other. And that's really at the heart of what this is all about. Um, and I think Robert would agree. Thanks, bro. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's a very, very good point. A lot of good points. Um, and I like what you said about, you know, reading what's not there in the law for, for people that are, you know, studying law and stuff like that. I mean, it was always t told to me to read the white on the page, you know, that's more important than the black on the page sometimes. And tying into what Brian was saying, you know, you look at the Constitution, which everybody reveres, which I personally do not, if they, they kind of am not very fond of that document at all, um, the 13th Amendment, okay, says there shall be no involuntary servitude. So everybody wants to know, well, where does it say that you volunteer? Right there. It just said there shall be no involuntary servitude. Didn't say anything about voluntary. You can volunteer to be uh, in servitude all day long. And that's, what, that's how this game is played. So we're going to unvolunteer. That's what we're doing. And uh, the United Nations does recognize that there will be nations springing up within other nations, you know, that, that this is coming and has the ability and has the right to come into this reality. They recognize it. That's why they're trying to stop it at all costs right now. You know, that's why they are trying to get rid of Christianity and Jesus and all that, because that's where the answers are. That's, it's in the book. I mean, that's where it is. You know, where do you think we get the right to remain silent from? From Jesus not saying anything to Pontius Pilate, right? Uh, staying quiet. So, you know, we're using these principles to build a, a, a society that is of peace and righteousness, God's righteousness, so to speak, you know, uh, where the golden rule is do unto others as you would have done to you. I mean, it's really that simple, you know. I mean, do you want to be treated like crap? If you're in a relationship that's toxic and you're being treated like crap with someone, you know, do you, is that how you want to be treated? No, you don't want to be treated. So why would you treat someone that way? So it's the same thing when we go into court. Do you want to go in there and fight with these people? Actually, you say you can't stand the fact that you have to fight these people, but I'm going to fight for my rights. Well, you're going to lose because they're the largest war machine on earth. They've been doing this for thousands of years. I think they have it down. <laughs> you know, I think they got it down pretty good. So yeah, we're not they've, got it all, they've, they've got it all figured out. In fact, fighting is their fodder. That's what right. they survive off from. If they don't have a fight, they have no fodder. They have no food. They, 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 they don't have the ammunition if the fodder's gone. And, yeah. Absolutely. And this is so important. I, people don't realize that 
it's been presented to us over and over again. All you have to do is step away. I was reading um, a court finding out of Pennsylvania from, it would now be, I think, six days ago, where a district judge on Pennsylvania found that the actions of the governor there, uh, he didn't come out and really say unconstitutional. In a couple of places, he kind of did. Uh, but what he talked about was the structure of how the governor had set up the committees to decide who was of valuable service, life-saving or whatever, and who was not. And it was found to be very arbitrary. Uh, if you, For people to know what arbitrary means, that means that you can't decide that one side can do whatever they want and the other side can't. You know what I mean? Uh, for instance, if there's 20 people protesting, if there's 20 people protesting, you can't arrest two of them. You have to arrest all of them. You know, otherwise, that's an arbitrary arrest, right? Equal and, consideration benefit um, equal detriment. Yeah, equal consideration. Thank you, Keith. Keith is a uh, co-host here. Um, and what's being done with the society? as was mentioned earlier, is what we've seen in our face all along. But, you know, what's been said in Scripture? In Scripture, it said that we were going to be told that what's good is evil and what's evil is good. Okay? Everything's upside down. And you scroll Facebook or any other social network site, and it seems like everybody is anti-Masons. Okay? They hate the Masons. Okay? And... I can totally comprehend why. Uh, my belief is that they've been infiltrated by the Jesuits. But nobody talks about the Jesuits, <laughs> even though they're the ones that run all the major universities in America and create all the leaders that go out around the world and and lead world nations. But in, Into war. And, and what are they called, Brian? The Society of Jesus. <laughs> the Society of Jesus. Ahead. Well, you know what? Jesus Jesuit. is not yeah. a... Jesus is not a society of war. Jesus is not a society of killing 10 million people a year in war around the world in order to promote the Federal Reserve Bank. Uh, Jesus is not a promotion of killing 30 million babies a year within the United States, which I firmly believe is nothing but a sacrifice to whatever freaking gods that the U.S. observes. Because they claim to be one nation under God. To me, the only problem I have with that, they don't tell you which God. If you go into Washington, D.C. and walk around and look around, you're not going to find the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Joseph in Washington, D.C. You're going to see the gods of Greece, Athens, of all these other places long before us that people know nothing about. Um, where we go into war, like with... Uh, the second time going into the Middle East. Uh, what was it talked about? It's, it was shock and awe. It was shock and awe. They kept, we kept hearing shock and awe. Well, you know what? Go online and look up shock and awe. It's Shekinah. Shekinah is a god of the Middle East of sacrifice. Oh, my gosh. What gods are we following here? What's really being done behind our back? What but that, that's going down some different directions. The main thing here is that you have the ability to unite with other people. 
And what's really going to be done within this community is, uh, I would kind of want to say in a way, a la carte. Um, depending on your knowledge, you can do <coughs> what you can with it. If you need help, then Robert, myself, or other um, learned law people can, can assist you with the situation. But this is really, um, like I've always done, these are preventative measures. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not uh, in two days, I'm going to court and I might be looking at eight years in prison. It, you know what? Sorry, the that ship has kind of sailed. The ship has sailed, but there might be some things that can be done. But right now, this is all about establishing yourself. I look back to chapter eight of the book of Solomon, where, and I'm sure Robert gets tired of hearing me talk about this, but where the people told the king, he said, the king who was the priest said, we want an earthly king like all the other nations have. We want a king that will judge us. We, we, we don't want what we've got. We want a guy on a throne, sitting on a gold throne that we give all our money to. Huh, how smart does that sound? But that's what they wanted. And so Yeshua, or Yeshua said to him, he said, listen, you go back and tell him, this is what's going to happen. Your men are going to be, your boys are going to be set into battle. They're going to be led before the chariots. They're going to be slaughtered. Your girls, your daughters are going to become bond servants, maid servants. The crops of your field, the, the king will take 90%. You'll be lucky to get 10%. Is this what you really want? And they came back and said, yes, we still want a king. And so the creator, it should say, he said, fine, you want a king? I'll give you a king. You're not going to like what you get, but I'll give you a king. What did they get? Uh, they got David. They got Solomon. If you look at those people, they really weren't good guys. Okay? They really, really weren't. And it's gone downhill from there. And that's what we are under today. That's what we are under today. We are under a king of man instead of the king of the creator. And with the Shem Society, we are going back to the king of our creator. We are asking forgiveness. We are repenting. If you realize what the word repent means, repent means you change your ways. You change your mindset. You change your heart. That's what repent is. You're changing. And that is what I believe we are doing with the Shem Society. We are changing our heart. We are repenting. And we are putting our full faith and credit, not in the Federal Reserve, but we're putting our full faith and credit where it originally comes to us from, from our creator. Go ahead, Robert. That's right. So, um, Again, you've got a lot of great points in there, man. And sometimes I got to remember, geez, there was so much Brian just said I'd like to elaborate on. <laughs> um, but one of the things that really is important is, like Brian said, preventative maintenance. What he means by that is, for instance, people know I have REM Private Management uh, is my my website, privateestatetrust.org. What my intention was with that was to help people structure themselves before anything happened, okay? That meant doing, you know, some limited documents, some notices and things like that. People that have done that and I've work, worked with have walked right through their situation very easily 
you know, some people had some residual stuff to deal with, but for the most part, it was a lot easier than uh, not having done anything and then trying to throw all this paper at this issue that you've already screwed up and created contracts with and, you know, said too much and got yourself a court date and all that stuff, okay? So with the Shim Society, that's the same exact principle. What we're doing when we say documents for you and stuff, that is all to structure. It's for structure. Without structure, you have nothing to stand on. You cannot build a house on sand and expect it to last. So when you're throwing these Hail Marys or you're doing UCCs and you think you got this all figured out, uh, to, to save yourself because you're already in a situation, it doesn't matter what you throw at that thing. Like, you've already consented and gone too far. If you're set up and you follow the procedures that we're going to teach you, the things that we're going to teach you, which are very simple. I, I tell people all the time my three rules of thumb. I used to say two, but I've broken them down into three. You know, you are much better off, you know, and that those three rules of thumb are, you know, you never give a name, you never give a signature, and you never give information, and your excuse to the opposing agency, whatever they are, police, IRS, CPS, is, I don't have an attorney, so I can't give you any of that. Sorry, I'm without that. So I want to just say this again, because it's so important. You can answer any agency, any, any state or federal agency that's questioning you with that answer, because you don't. So that's a buzzword to them. When they hear without counsel or an attorney, they know, oh boy, somebody's been talking to a counsel or attorney. And that's when they start backing off because they know that you're not just going to fold and they're scared of attorneys just as much as we were before we realized we're much more powerful than they are. <laughs> right. But they don't, they, remember, they haven't woken up to that. Like Brian said, they haven't repented. So they're still scared to death of attorneys. And especially when they work for the state or the Fed who feeds them. And God forbid if you put one, you know, if you put the state in a position of liability, you hear the word attorney, you better back off. So that's a powerful thing to use. And I actually learned it by just seeing a, a, a YouTube of a very prominent, uh, you know, wealthy and well-to-do criminal defense attorney. You know, he didn't get wealthy and well-to-do by not being able to defend these criminals. Now, granted, we know that I'm not sticking up for that system. What I'm saying is the guy knew what he was talking about. It made sense to me when he said, you don't answer any questions without an attorney. I mean, you, you know, people, when they have CPS issues, it kind of cracks, not cracks me up. I don't want to say that. That sounds cold. But a lot of times I'm like, why did you give them information? Because the first thing I Google when I Google does, do I have to give CPS information without an attorney, all kinds of attorney sites pop up saying, no, 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 no. You never give them information without an attorney. You know, it, that's one of the main problems. People start, you know, giving out all kinds of information. No, sorry. I don't have to answer to you. You don't have a right to come in this house without a warrant. You, you better wait until my attorney calls you. You know, I mean, I get it. It's not always the be-all, end-all. But these couple little principles of, of operating daily plus having what we know we've given you so that we know how to help you, 
that's going to make things a lot better for people. But what we don't want is people going, oh, my house is in foreclosure. It's been in foreclosure for three years, and I've tried everything, and they're going to take it next week. Let me become part of your society. Get me out of this. Not going to work. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. And we won't even stand for it. I mean, that's something, you know, those situations are situations you've created. And people will probably be upset for me for saying this, but you created it for your benefit. And if you can't see that the benefit is so that you let go of all of the fear and the worry that surrounds that particular issue and you let go, that's what the benefit is. Because once you do that, you will grow 10 times from where you were. And I say this from experience and having to go through painful losses and situations and turn them around and go, that was for my benefit. Did it suck? You damn right it sucked. Hurt like hell. But you know what? When I got out of it, I was like, I'll never be afraid of that situation again because I'm still alive. I'm still eating. And I found a way to continue. And God laid it all out for me. I didn't do it. God did it because I allowed him to do it. So these are principles of the society that are going to carry through. And we know that they're going to help because, again, we just feel strongly in what we know and what we've done over the years. Brian said it earlier when, we, when he first brought me on. You know, We were tired of doing all of these legal cartwheels and jumping jacks. And in all our experience, it brought us around to realize, wait a minute, we just don't have to be in their jurisdiction. And they have to prove that we are. And if they don't have any information or we didn't do this and we're not agreeing to be a joint, a joint to the straw man, then guess what? They're going to have a lot harder time proving their case. You know, so well, that. You know what? One of the things, Robert, it kind of cracked me up when you were talking is some of the different things that we implement that we've picked up along the way. And I, I remember, um, there's an attorney who's called the number one winning attorney in America. <clears throat> and he actually was doing like um, classes for people. And I think he did them like out in Arizona or something. He had a barn out behind his house where he knew nobody was listening in this or that. And that's where he gave classes at for attorneys. Uh, his name was Jerry Spence. And I recommend people check out Jerry Spence. He's cool. But Jerry Spence used to use a line, and I love this line. His line was, I have reason to believe. Well, when he would use that line in court, that was a signal to the judge. That told the judge mm -hmm. that he knows something. And it might be something the judge doesn't necessarily want to have brought up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he would use that little line, I have, I have reason to believe. And, and I, I think that's just beautiful. Yeah, that's and, great. And there's, there's another good one, too, that a friend told me that I was able to spin an entire federal, uh, my, my federal case, it uh, wasn't my case, but I was a witness, and they were cross-examining me, uh, and so was the prosecution. My friend said, look, before you go in there, make sure before you answer any questions you always say, it's my understanding. So that's another gem. It's my understanding. And the judge was shooting down the prosecution when they were trying to object uh, to the cross-examination questions. It, and he kept saying, no, I want to hear this man's understanding because he knows 
it's my understanding. So they can't tell me what my understanding is or isn't. You're, <laughs> and it's right in line with what you're saying, Brian. You're showing the same concept. You're showing that there's a second layer to the situation. Okay. Right. And that falls directly in line with what's happening with uh, the Shem Society and what's being established here. Okay. Yep. Is because it is another layer. It's a different jurisdiction. Okay. And so when this comes forward, it turns everything upside down. It totally does. I, I, I've seen this style of use before in court, and it's always a winning style. And like Robert brought up earlier, what he's looked at, what I've looked at, what we've done is we've looked at all these different crazy ideas other people have tried to procure and we've seen their wins, we've seen their losses, and we've tried to pick out what worked and what didn't and put the things that worked together. And it paints a picture. And it has painted mm -hmm. a picture for us that you have to be in your own society. People need to realize, let, let me touch on something, if you don't mind, Robert. I'll try Not and keep it brief. Um, one of the things that I learned right away in starting these things is that looking back at Egypt or whatever, that every society was built on two pillars. It was built on the pillar of priests and the pillar of kings. Okay? Uh, you saw the same thing uh, with the trial of Yeshua, with Jesus. Okay? You had the Sanhedrin brought in. They were there with Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate said, I've got no problem with him. Why did Pontius Pilate say that? He said that because Jesus... Yeshua was not claiming a position in his realm. He turned it over to the Sanhedrin. Why? Because supposedly Yeshua, Jesus, was claiming a position in their realm. Mm -hmm. People need to identify that. And, and that's you know, what's that's, really I mean, being what, done here. Yeah, what you're depicting is church and state has never been separate. If you look at what Brian just said, I mean, it's never been separate. The church was always lurking with the state. And that's where Jesus came in and said, uh-uh, you know, you're not the church of my father, you know, because if you were, we wouldn't have this issue, essentially. And that's why okay. they put him on the cross. Can I say something without sounding arrogant, Robert? Sure, man. Yeshua said the kingdom of heaven is at hand it's right here i think he was saying just grasp it it's here yep uh can i introduce people to the kingdom <laughs> of shem that's it because that's what that's, that's what we're following what was that keith Kingdom of Shem is at hand. The kingdom of Shem is at hand. Well, and, remember, well, what does Shem mean? And, and, right, that's why Shem also means the name. It's the name, why, it's the power, it's the energy. That's why we the were energy, doing, the uh, frequency that runs everything is at hand. Grasp it. Well, we're we're, we're, we're providing it to you. You want to grasp it or not? It's your choice. Right, and Shem is the root word in Aramaic 
for the kingdom of heaven. Like we explained a few weeks ago, you know, Malkutha Dishmaya. Dishmaya, Shem is in the middle of that. It's the root. And again, it is the kingdom of heaven is in front of you. It's always been here. It's never left. It just is in the minds of men to create another kingdom, which is Satan's kingdom. Satan takes and tries to, uh, you know, replicate God. That's all it's doing. So when you stand in the, in the, and you say, no, I'm an heir. And I mean, just read the Bible. It's in there, man. It says you are an heir to the kingdom of heaven, a co-heir to Jesus. You know, and if you are a co-heir to the kingdom of heaven, then there's nobody that's really above you in that estate. Except God. And your, you know, your fellow uh, man and, and woman are equal. And so is Jesus. It says you're a co-heir. So... You know, again, we get back to the earthly estate. They don't have a right over that. It's just that we don't know how to embody that. We've never been taught. We've never, you know, we're taught that the law is all this garbage and, and subservience. That's all we're taught is to be fearful and subservient. We're not taught what the law actually is because if we were, we wouldn't be in this situation and we wouldn't have Satan creating his world because you know, we would know. You know what, Robert? Not. You know what? When I first started Tactical Sovereignty, the group. I, I started as a secret group or closed group just so I could throw my things I was studying in there and go back and research them. I didn't know nothing about Facebook or any of this crap, right? And all of a sudden, a shitload of people it seemed like they were interested in the same thing, and the group was blown up. But <clears throat> when I started looking at this stuff, and we're talking about like the Hebrew language and things and Shem, for instance, the name or energy or existence. I, I, I started learning that Hebrew, well, number one, Hebrew is where the alphabet, where the American alphabet came from. Uh, Hebrew, the first two letters are alpha and bait. Well, that's where alphabet and English comes from. Right, mm -hmm. but then I and I certainly that Hebrew is also it's threefold. It is numerical as numbers. It's pictorial as a picture, and the pictorial morphed into the letters, which also each hold a definition of their own. And when I found that, I started looking at the definition of who our God was, and then I just out of maybe vanity, I, I looked at the definition for Brian, my name, Brian. And I called my mom and asked my mom about it. I said, Mom, my name is spelled B-R-Y-A-N. Uh, why isn't it B-R-I-A-N? And she said, I don't know. She said, your dad, and my father had 17, 18 years of college. He was um, assistant pastor under... Rex Humbard, back in 60s, 70s, whatever. People remember him from TV. And so he knew some stuff, but my dad never really divulged it to me. But he was insistent that it was B-R-Y-A-N. So I went on the Hebrew to look at it. And you'll find that each letter tells a story. And I'm not going to give the story of my name right now. If people want to go into Hebrew and search it, go ahead. But it's beautiful. And it was like, oh my gosh. So, yeah, there is a purpose for me being here. I've got to provide something to people. 
there needs to be an ongoing house. And, you know, so when Robert came to me with Shem Society, I just had ding, 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 bells going off in the back of my head because it was the same shit I was studying. Same stuff I'm studying right now. <laughs> and, you know, this is the direction that mankind needs to be heading in. And it's not a modern thing. That This actually goes back thousands of years ago. People were doing the same thing. Unfortunately, it fell apart, and people decided to let a big brother take care of their life instead of taking on self-responsibility. And what we are doing is teaching people self-responsibility once again. That's what I see. Absolutely, ma'am. We have to be responsible because you have to embody the law. How can you embody the law if you're not responsible and know who you are? You know, responsibility is huge. And it's being responsible for who you are, who you are to other people, who you are in this world. I mean, that's what the responsibility is, you know. You can't go around and preach stuff that you're not living. And that's why I always had a hard time uh, helping people or, you know, going on and, and charging for my services because I didn't like the idea of going out there and passing my research on to someone else and I had never done it or used it. Like, that doesn't resonate with me. So things that I offer, I do. I've sold. I mean, I've um, bought and I've done. I put it into play. I studied it. I researched it. I stepped out on the ledge when people said, that will never work. That's not how it works. <coughs> I put it to play and saw the results. And then I said, okay, now I'll offer my work because I know what the results are. So, again, yeah. being responsible. and. Not only that, but I don't just sell you some paperwork. Like, I work with people. I, I try to, as best I can, educate them so that they can do the follow-through because I'm not always going to be there. So I educate you as well. And that, to me, is like John was saying earlier, that's the most important thing, you know, to educate you. How do you act? How do you be responsible? How do you know how uh, to, to move forward with this particular oh, Robert. stuff? whatever it is. Robert, you mentioned John, and so I'm going to mention John. John is still listening in with us right now, who is, has brought me the idea several months ago of this new currency, all right? He's still listening in. He's still here with us right now, and he's applauding what's being done. John originally jumped on board following things, I believe, like the John Birch Society, which my father was a part of. Well, I, I didn't mean to go here. I guess I will. My father was a part of John Birch Society as well in Southern Michigan. This was back when I was like one or two years old. I can remember my dad holding me in his arms at that time. Okay. But my father, my earthly father, came home from work one day. And our home was surrounded by black ops. The helicopters, the black, I don't know if they had SUVs back then or whatever, but uh, he was questioned. My father was questioned as to what he was doing because he was a member of uh, John Birch. 
And my earthly father decided at that time what he wanted to do to help the planet couldn't be done where he was at. So we left shortly after, uh, moved up into some hills in northern Michigan, and I lived in the hills in a tent as a child. Cooking over a campfire, that's how we made our scrambled eggs, peeing in the porta potty, homemade outdoor porta potty dad had made, you know, while he built a home for us. Because he said, I need to get away from this. And the John Birch Society has also, in my belief, because I've spoke to the leaders of them over the years, I believe they've become very watered down. Um, uh, John Surprise, I think, will tell you the same thing. And that's why John Surprise is trying to provide this idea of currency. Um, and I fully believe that what we are doing with the Shem Society, you cannot leave one society and create your own and still use the script of the old society. You have to be using your own means of... Um, uh, of money and r- the real definition of money is whatever you and I will agree to exchange. That's really the definition of it. So my preference is not to agree to exchange federal reserve notes, but we will come up with our own. And that's my opinion. And I applaud John for that. And thank you for John for still listening in because I knew this would be right up your alley. Absolutely. I agree with you, Brian. That's that's awesome. And yes, thank you, John. I look forward to speaking with you as well. Um, I think it's very important that we are self-sufficient as much as possible because, you know, to leave Babylon doesn't mean we need to get on a boat and get out of here. It just means we have to stop using the system because that's what we all are you know, seeing has enslaved us. It's the system. It's their system. They being the ones who want to control. Okay. Robert, so, Robert, I don't, I, I hate to cut in, but I need to right now is a lot of people yeah, always contact me. They're saying, well, how do you leave? There's no way. Where are you going to go to? <laughs> this is the beautiful thing. The beautiful thing is the way this system has set itself up. It set itself up in an artificial reality. It's in a fake reality. So guess what? You don't have to go anywhere. Did the founding fathers even leave uh, the 13 colonies? No, they didn't leave. They stood their ground. And we do the same thing, only it's easier for us because we are not living in this artifice, this artificial reality. We are creating our own. And it's not an artificial reality. We're we're creating a real reality. Go ahead. The legal the, the legal system operates on what's called the legal fiction. It only applies to legal fiction. When you look up their own definition of legal fiction, the first five words is all it takes. It's an assumption of the court. Well, I plead to variance of law that says proof in and under for the record rather than an assumption. I care not for your opinion. I care not for your case law. Let's go back to the ancient documents, you know, those that are recognized universally throughout the world as the word of the law. 
Keith, Keith, that's why I've said yeah. you don't need a status correction. You need to correct the presumption. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's I'm, not, exactly I'm not worried right. about my status. I already know my status. Just because well, you're confused right. about it doesn't mean I am. <laughs> and and and, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing I've said over and over again with what Robert and I are doing and many others are doing with the Shem Society is that we are all comfortable with how we position ourselves. But we know that there are so many people out there that don't have the time to study and learn and this or that. So yeah. we're just going to provide the platform for them. And that's one of the, the, the points that I commend Robert on in regards to the aspect of his association. I was just, if you saw me, I'm working on my own, Robert. I'm working on my own yeah, association. Good for this you, is, man. This is that's the awesome. first print of my PMA, Keith Orton Little Faith-Based Union. And it's set up just like the Constitution, the uh, Declaration of Independence. It's got the articles in there, all of it. Um, basically, my own peace treaty with the rest of the world. Anybody that wants to join my union, I'm already in a union that's peaceful and forbeared in, on, and for the record and recognized universally. And this is how I assert it. Um, and I commend you on the aspect of being able to operate in the capacity of a trustee for somebody, a counsel, as you said, a counsel, because not, not everybody has that talent. There's only certain numbers of us that have that talent to be able to convey what is right and just. Whereas this well, fictional you. system, like I said, it's totally dependent upon the legal fiction based on assumptions. As soon as we break those assumptions in any way, that's all it takes. And, and again, you know, some members are going to have different qualities. They're going to be able to do the banking. Other members are going to have different qualities. They're going to be able to do your, your natural medicines and stuff. And this is why, you know, we need to get back to our roots, period. And one of the main things we have to realize, whether it's Bitcoin or anything else, the root foundation of any monetary system is the value system that it derives from. His value is in you. Absolutely, Keith. I appreciate that, man. And, you know, I appreciate uh, everything you do. I, I see your stuff and I, you know, resonate with it. And it's, it's uh, an honor to, you know, have someone recognize uh, the, the importance, number one, but, the, you know, the, the selflessness in being a trustee. I mean, you, you have to be responsible when you're a trustee doing something for someone. I mean, that's, that's sacred, man. You know, like you take a bullet as a trustee yeah. for someone. You know, and well, and I, I tell him, you know, when you call out Keith, before you utter another sound, I don't care what jurisdiction you're in or you think you're in or you imply you're in or assume I'm in. I don't care. Before you've uttered another sound, you've already called out to the spirit of the almighty God. Yep. Well, Robert, is there... Um some more things that we really need to bring forth to let people know about regarding the Shem Society. Um, uh, on this call tonight, if people want to go back into the chat, I posted a link in there. Um, also in the description box for this podcast, I posted the link for the Shem Society. Um, as well as you can find it on uh, my page, Brian Parker, or in Tactical Sovereignty, or on Truth and Trust with uh, 
Robert Michael or John Vincent Valor. You can find it there as well. <laughs> um, and, oh, God, yeah, I heard enough blurting out my own name, let alone two or three other names for somebody else. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, but on that on that link as well is I mean we discussed I believe a couple weeks ago the letter of intent, which is what we are all about, what it's supposed to be about. Uh, there's a link there for you to sign on. Um, you can also become part of a mailing list. That way you are updated with what we are doing. Because in my opinion, and I know, I think this is Robert's opinion as well, without putting words in his mouth, is that this should have been completed yesterday. Um, yep. Yep. And even though we know we are moving forward, there are things it's saying, okay, slow down. And all of a sudden, something lands in our lap. And we're going, oh, this is huge. This has to be part of it. And I think the currency is part of it. I, I, I don't think that you can leave one jurisdiction and still carry their currency. But I've just seen that example over and over again in courts where the judge says, do you have a bank account? Okay, done deal. Jurisdiction's established. <laughs> You can carry the currency. In fact, just like any other nation, they can carry multiple currencies. It's just a matter of knowing the exchange rate. So when you get to a different jurisdiction, you know which coin to use. Yeah, it's a relationship with it. But anyway, so Robert, is there more you wanted to expound on uh, to help people realize the direction we're moving in and <coughs> what we've been accomplishing in uh, putting the Shem Society together? Uh, just that, again, like you said, if everybody could, that's interested wants to go over, read the declaration on the uh, website where Brian just told you, you can get the links. Um, it's privateestatetrust.org forward slash shim dash society, shim, S-H-M. Um, if you go on there and you, you sign the declaration of intent, number one, you're putting your energy into it. You're helping this thing manifest faster. Number two, we are... Uh, putting together a mailing list so when you put your name and your email in we will have you on a mailing list that we're going to start here shortly we're going to start you know weekly updates of what we're doing what's going on there are some other things that we're going to put into play as far as process and how we're going to help people when if and when uh, some sort of attack comes against them from the state or whatever once they've been through a process and I don't want to really reveal that at the moment um, but I probably will go into it in some of the emails, and we're going to be needing volunteers for certain aspects. So I'm going to be asking for volunteers, and I'll explain all this stuff in an email and maybe even on the next call. Uh, I just don't want to get into it right now because we're kind of running tight for time. But that's really about it, man. Um, whoever is on the call, I hope that you are able to articulate to other people what it is we're doing, maybe get them excited about it, have them check it out, have them listen to us. If they want, they can sign the declaration, they can email us, they can get on Facebook and ask us questions. I mean, we, we want people to be involved, so please pass the word. And uh, that's about it, man. That's all I got. All right. Thanks, Robert. You know, I think I'll close it out with with one thing. And thank you, Keith, as well. Uh, I'm going to close this out with one thing. Um, it's an experience that I had. Um, the last time I was pulled over, I've been pulled over, or not just pulled over, I've had upwards of 20 interactions with law enforcement, whether it was clerk of courts, judges, this or that, okay? And um, 
the last one was over a year ago. Because uh, I started putting things in place. Because I, I was tired of what was going on. I was tired of the treatment. I wanted things to be done correctly. And so I put some things in place. And the last time I had an interaction, I had five or six cars show up. And just about everybody took turns with bad cop, good cop with me um, until a female officer came up who I had encountered on the beach. I know her from my workplace, different things, although neither of us acknowledge each other that way. And she had dug through my vehicle and she said, what's this? And she pulled out my declaration along with its exhibits. And she said, what's this? And I had watched her. I could tell she had already read through it. And I said, I'll tell you what. I said, when I'm pulled over on the side of the road by you or one of your associates, you are wearing a badge, you're wearing a uniform, you're wearing a holster with a gun, a hat, a, a vehicle with the emblems. I know who you are. No doubt about it. No question. I know who you are. I said, but <laughs> when, when, when you approach me, do you know who I am? No, you don't. Bingo. You, Bingo. You, you only know me through your own assumptions. And we know what the word assumption means. I'm not going to go into that. Or presumptions of law. Your ID. Or the presumption of law. Well, yeah, they want to create joiner. I said, so you have no clue. But I said, now with this, this has gone as you know, to your boss, to the Secretary of State. So you already know what this is. So you know who I am already, don't you? And she shook her head. Her eyes got big, and she kind of smiled. She said, yeah. And I said, good. That's why it's done. That way, whenever I'm encountered, that there's no assumption or presumption. It's already there. Just like yep. I have no assumption or presumption. Status already discerned. Yep. I have no assumption or presumption when I see you because I see your badge. Guess what? You don't need the visuals when you see me because it pops up on your computer. So I guess I'll just leave it at that. And I think that's what everybody should put in place. And that's preventive medicine. And it's that's what I did on a personal level. But what we are doing, what Robert and I and many other people behind the scenes are working on right now is putting this together so that other people can do it who haven't been able to really get into deep info and study how things really work. They're able to come in. They're able to get an education, just like the crew coin will provide an education. We're going to provide an education as well. And that way you're going to be able to stand on what you do, and that's why this is all being put together. And I appreciate everybody Bye. for being here. Uh, thank you, Keith. Thank you, Robert. Uh, you Thank guys, you. go ahead and say say your good nights right now if you want. Hey, Brian, will, yep. you, uh, will you bear with me for a second? Can would anybody mind if I gave us a closing prayer? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. There, there. No, there is a huge problem with that. Oh, um, okay. oh, oh, hold on a second. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, that was declined. I guess there's not a problem with it. Go ahead, John. <laughs> problem if I if I give us a closing prayer. You know what? We, we all need that hedge of protection, and we appreciate you doing that, Jay John. And, you know, thank you for being here all night. Let me tell you something. Something I learned, I, I don't want to drag this, but 
something I learned long ago, listening to conversations and podcasts and things, is that people like J. John would come on, and they would give their explanation of things. Somebody else would come on and say things, and all of a sudden, guess what? They all disappeared. Why? They didn't give a shit about each other. Well, you know what? We're in a different age right now. We're in an age where we are all taking care of each other. We're helping each other. And J. John Surprise, he's going to be on next week and give us details about the coin. That you know, I I'll tell you what. I'm putting my full faith and credit in for everybody. If you want to know, this is what I believe in. This is what I'm actually doing and have done. Okay, and. We need to stand together. And he didn't disappear after he was done in the beginning tonight. He stayed on and listened. And I appreciate that. And that's the way things should work. So it's only appropriate that he lead us out this evening. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that we need God's help in all of this. And I'm, I'm actually a fairly a, a rookie when it comes to praying, but um, I, I think I've learned that it's important. John, so, John, yeah. let me mention something. Let me mention something, John. Long ago, I remember I talked to you about this, and I never saw anybody closing out with prayer or anything. And I talked to you about this, and then I saw you start closing out your freaking calls with prayer. And it just blew my mind. I was like, you know what? Because I told you. I, what did what were we told? What is going to heal our land? If we turn from our wicked ways, seek his face, that's the only way he's ever going to come forward. And you started doing that. You've been a leader in that, and I appreciate that. So I'm sorry for interrupting you. Close this no, up, brother. No worries, brother. Um, I got to give the, I got to give credit to my dear beautiful i call her smiles <laughs> she's got the most beautiful smile on the whole wide planet <clears throat> she she is actually one, the one who brought forth the prayer on the Kong family show and i after that when she was a guest and she um she gave a prayer and i thought i like that a lot i got it and I gotta carry it on. So, and I want to do it on all these kinds of things whenever I'm part of it, and it's for a long period of time. It's like it deserves deserves a prayer for all of us. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much once again for another amazing, beautiful, incredible day. This day has been absolutely phenomenal. And I want to thank you for Brian and everything that he and Robert and all of his other patriots have done with the tactical sovereignty group and everything that they're doing, they're doing to help educate people. Lord, we need to educate people. We need, and we ask for your help that when we talk to them, we'll be able to talk to them in a way that they will they will open their eyes and their ears and their hearts and their souls that they might 
actually join us in this absolutely epic undertaking that we're involved with. We ask that you will help all the people that are out there that are wearing freaking stupid petri dishes over their pie holes and their fart snippers that <laughs> help them to, to, like, stop it. Stop it, Lord. You know just how stupid it is, just like I do. And, um, you know, please help us to help them to just stop it and start looking looking at the truth, looking at, at what is really going on before them and what has happened in the past, and then they will look towards people, like the people that are here tonight, and they ask that you will help us all to be better at sharing our message, and bringing out the truth, and I just want to ask that you'll bless everybody that's behind us that wants to turn it all around, that doesn't buy the charade, and that you will help us all to be stronger and better as we as we go through this. <laughs> we got a heck of a thing in front of us, Lord. You know that as well as we do. We're here, and we're ready. We're after and I ask all of this humbly in the name of thy son Jesus Christ my Savior our Savior Amen Amen Absolutely uh, John wiping your eyes you know <laughs> I'm doing the same thing here thank you and uh J. John surprise is going to come on with us next week, give us the details, because we're hitting to the last minutes of being able to jump into what is going to be, I believe, an incredible change for people. And not just an incredible change financially, but your finances also determine your jurisdiction. They really do. People need to realize that. Everything I studied through the different governments that rose and fall they always talked about the money they were using. That's what it always came down to. This is so important. I'd love to hook up with you guys. If you guys are on Facebook, Brian, the people that are in here in this in this room tonight, if any of you would like to hook up with me on Facebook, I'd really love to hook up with you as well. Um, and then we can move from there to other places and whatever but there's a lot of really great stuff going on right now and I'd really love that to be able to get all of you guys involved with it so that we can change the world because my motto is get out there change the world starting with your own and don't forget your hugs kid you see these <laughs> can't get these from anybody else so you better get them from yourselves and don't forget your <laughs> you're not allowed to give hugs anymore no more no. contact so, social distancing uh, uh, social distancing which I call a digital leash but we're all in uh, this together we gotta stay apart well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, Jay John, uh, tonight's podcast will be reposted to Tactical Sovereignty. 
and people listening to it tonight and people involved with it, uh, whether it was Keith, Robert, whoever, uh, can comment on it, and we can all, all connect that way if that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great, man. Egon. You know, everybody be blessed, and I I would be remiss if I did not close out the call with this. You have to learn who you really are, where you're really from, and where you're really at, because we've been deceived on every level. And once you figure those things out, you've got the keys to your freedom. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Be blessed. I love all you guys. Thank you much. Love you, Thank kids. Thank you, Brian. Yes, if it wasn't for you guys, you guys as well. If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be doing Thank this. You. Have a good night. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. See you next week, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.